Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hello, you all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited for our topic today. I hinted at it a little bit last week. I don't know if I hinted strongly enough, but today I've got the amazing Deirdre Nestlein on the podcast. She is a personal organizer who is based in Connecticut and Florida, if you want to see her in person, but of course also sees people online. She assists people and their families who struggle with where to start, much less complete, decluttering their homes so they can de-stress and enjoy a full life without all the burden of the stuff. Now, I asked Deirdre to be on the podcast really for, I wanted to cover this topic And it's something I've been thinking a lot about. I ended the Christmas season with just this huge idea in my head that I had no more ideas, nothing more to serve up. And I just started decluttering my house and I started feeling better and better and better and ideas and ideas and ideas and ideas started flowing into my life. And I realized that really what the beginning of January was calling to me to do was this decluttering work. I needed to get, you know, all the Christmas stuff away, which we talk about a little in this episode. I needed to get, you know, all those reminders. There was the tree, but there was also little bouquets of um, Christmas evergreens and some nutcrackers and decorations sprinkled around the house. And I just needed to put those away and end that season. And I also needed to just, you know, clean out my closet and find places for any gifts we had, help the kids do the same. I, during the Christmas holiday season, had done a lot of pre-prepping food. We had sort of gone through that and I was feeling like we needed to start over again. I was also feeling, you know, that need to detox my body and really wanting to build up our pantry. And I just, I needed to do all this home homework, work at home before I could really get into anything else. I literally couldn't get into, you know, exercising differently. I certainly was not having any ideas for this, for the podcast, for work, for what I wanted to serve up to you guys in 2019. And it was really interesting how that all shifted as I started decluttering. So lo and behold, the first idea I had was the 30 week um, experiment, which hopefully you've downloaded by now. If you haven't, go look for that. It's on the website. It's actually, if you go to plansimple.com, it's like the top thing. You can just download it. We're technically on week two, but you can start on week one whenever you want. I wouldn't skip. And that was the first thing that came to me as I was doing this work. And then I realized, oh my gosh, we all need to declutter. So I found Deirdre and I also ask someone who specializes in feng shui to be on. So she will be on next week. And then I'm going to do an episode that goes through the Marie Kondo method. So I have these three 
episodes that are sort of all about decluttering, tidying up what your space looks and feels like, which I really think is so important for this time of year. And I didn't know this at the time, but you'll learn this in next week's episode that it actually really is important for this time of year because in the Feng Shui practice, um, it really is the start of the new lunar new year, which is the Chinese new year, which is on February 5th. So that's like really the beginning and you do do all this cleaning out stuff. So I wasn't I wasn't really making it up, but I was feeling it instead of finding that online. So that's what we're doing. We're going to do this three-week series. You're going to get pumped about cleaning up and decluttering. You're going to do some of this work, and hopefully that's really going to shift some of the energy. Now, I have this little feeling that I'm not the only one who is experiencing this January thing where... It's a little, I don't know if depressing is the right word, but it's just a frustrating time. It's an overwhelming time. And I don't know exactly why that is, although, you know, I'm working on it. But I'm, I know that from all my clients right now, a lot of people are having a similar experiences. There's a lot of people getting sick, kids getting sick, snow days, family occurrences, which are not the best, um, people in hospitals, you know, marital stresses, money stresses. There's a lot going on and it's happening all around me. And so that's why I think this, these episodes, this series is so important right now because sometimes we can't fix all those things around us. We can't do anything about that, but we can do something about our space. We can feel really secure and we can feel the energy of our space holding us. And sometimes that's what we need to shift into the next thing, to move, to move into the next thing, to experience the next chapter of our very own life. So that's why I'm doing this now and why I feel so passionate about this series. Now, this series is the beginning of what I think might be a number of series. So as I started decluttering and the ideas started flowing, I really like this idea of interviewing a number of experts on a broad topic with their specific expertise so we can get a whole bunch of different ways we could approach a problem or situation or something we want to do in our lives. And then at the end of that series, we'll create a guide so that you can actually make your own simple plan to make what you, what parts of that you want to make happen in your life. Does that sound good? So we're going to be getting inspired and then we're going to be making our own plans and we're going to actually be doing them. That's the idea behind these series and I'm really excited about them. So I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Um, in order to join the conversation, the best place to do that is over on Instagram. I will be posting a picture for every episode. I will be starting a discussion there, and I would love you guys to come join the discussion. Part of the decluttering of my life has been a little bit trying to get off of Facebook, and I don't know why Instagram feels a little bit easier, but it is. It's a little less noisy for me. And so we're going to try to have the discussions there and see what happens. I also know that a lot of my people don't always have Facebook either. So I'm hoping Instagram is a little less of a problem. And just understand that this is, let's see, this is my doable change for the beginning of this year as I'm really trying to 
create a real ritual around Instagram. So, so far I'm posting every day, which is great. And I'm getting really excited about being able to show up in the same way to Instagram stories, which is definitely something I'm working on, but I promise I'm working on it. And I've already become really good at responding to your direct messages. So whenever anybody sends me a message through Instagram, I am getting back to you and I am loving those conversations. So I love those one-on-one conversations we have as well as the comments. And then the other thing that you guys can do is share any of this content with someone who you love, who you think might benefit from this as well. I would love to really spread all of this work out as far as I can in 2019. That's part of my goal. So if you think of someone as you're listening to this podcast or you're going through the guide or you're, you know, doing the 30 week plan along with us, if you think of anybody else you think might like those things, please email them, share it with them and let them join our community as well. All right, you guys, let's get Deirdre on the podcast and talk about decluttering. Deirdre, welcome to the Plan Simple podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Kim, my fellow B-schooler. Good yeah. to see you. Yeah, I love it. Oh my God, I forgot that's how we, we found each other. Yeah. That was, that was a fun little a little prompt. Whenever I have something that I really want to know more about, I always go in there because they're such great people. Yes. Um, okay. So you are a personal organizer. And that is why I have asked you here because I am finding that a lot of times in January, you know, my audience, which is largely busy moms, it's like Christmas is crazy. December is crazy. And we go, go, go. We give so much. And then finally the kids go back to school, which hopefully by the time everyone's hearing this, that has definitely happened for everyone. And then we're kind of like, it's a little bit of like a lost time. It's like you want to be diving into those New Year's resolutions. You want to be starting everything new, but it's a little bit harder. And I think one of the reasons it's harder is because we have created this mess in December and we sort of have to pick up the pieces. And I find the more orderly that I can get in January, the better the rest of the year goes. So I'm really encouraging everyone who is part of the Plan Simple community to really give themselves January to sort of figure out what they want and create the space to make that happen for the rest of the year. So that's where you're coming in. (laughs) Perfect. All right. So let's like, let's start with just sort of why, like, will you just explain a little bit just because you've worked with so many people on clearing their clutter? Like, why is this so important? I, I feel like a lot of times we see it as another task that we have to do as a mom and as a, you know, someone who has a home. And a lot of our audience is also amazing entrepreneurs or have as a career they're trying to do. And so I feel like these things in the home feel like these extra things that we have to do, but I've also experienced how powerful they can be to the rest of our life. So will you, will you dive in a little bit to that? Yes. To why this is important? Yes. And so true. It, you know, everyone's talking about mindset lately. And it's, that's part of it as well, because the word that you use task, that sometimes has negative connotations. Yeah. And that also puts limits around a time period and decluttering is so much easier. If you think about it as a lifestyle, as something that's ongoing, it doesn't have a beginning and an end because that will mess with your mind because you'll think, well, I have to get to the end or I'll never get to the end because you look at it as one huge picture or one huge task. 
And it's so much easier to get accomplished if you think about it as a constant ongoing thing. Now, there are two ways to declutter. And one of them is this ongoing um, lifestyle. And the other one is more task oriented. But that's it. If, for example, if you're moving, right, so you have a time limit on that, it has to get done. The house is being sold, your rents up, your uh, lease is up, I'm sorry. Um, and you have to get out. So there's two different types. Did you want me to explain those? Sure. Although I, I feel like, pro yeah, yeah. Uh, and I feel like our audience is probably a bit more the lifestyle, right? I mean, obviously everyone has to move at some point in their life, but I feel like my reason for having you here is more of the lifestyle way and, and why Perfect. that really impacts us. Perfect. So what that is, is awareness. It's really simple. So there's a term that I use that I call it clutter blindness. It's when you come in from the garage and you have your groceries and your mail and your sports equipment and whatever else, and you're bringing it in the house and you dump it on, let's just say you dump the mail on the kitchen counter, mm -hmm. but you have a desk in another part of the house in your bedroom, you have a dedicated office, wherever, but you dump that mail there. And then the next day comes and you're bringing in more things and you mm -hmm. haven't dealt with yesterday's mail. So you go, okay, well, I'm going to put the mail there again. So now you're creating this pile of mail and you become used to doing that. That's your um, choice, place of choice to put it. So instead, if we can create new lifestyle, new tasks, I don't want to say tasks, new habits, mm -hmm. um, and you, you walk that instead into the office. But it's, a, it's more of a planned thing so that when you come into the house, you don't stop at the kitchen, you keep walking. So you have to develop a new habit to keep going and put things away at that moment in time. And I can see how that positively changes your mindset for sure, which we can keep going into. But also, if you put the mail there for you know two weeks, which I'm sure happens many times to people, what does that do to your mindset? Like what it, what happens when you see that mail? In the back of your head, you know that it's there and it creates a pressure okay. for you. And then your friends come over and they're like, why is your two weeks of mail piled on your kitchen counter? Because what happens is you don't see it, but your mind sees it and it holds on to that stress. Okay, got it. So it's causing stress that's obviously like taking away space from other things that you could be enjoying or not having stress around. It's, it's kind know. of dictating your time choices. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so, and one of the habits to eliminate that is to always put things where they go right away is what you're saying or get into the yes. habit of doing it. It is as you're going, as you're going along during your day, because then it doesn't accumulate. Okay. And what if we're to a point, like, let's use Christmas as an example, because I'm sure. sure I'm not the only one who like the Christmas tree was up a day longer than I might've wanted it. And, you know, I had an advent calendar up and there was, you know, flowers around the house that look more like Christmas than anything else. So, or, and there were those cards, the Christmas cards that you feel guilty about throwing away. Like how, how do you then, so, so that's less of a habit and more of like a situation that you just need to 
make go away. <laughs> right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, sure. So the Christmas cards, I think you could probably save one or two that truly appeal to you. And that, for example, if you know that probably someone isn't going to be with you much longer mm. because they, they have some kind of a debilitating illness or something and you want to save that one, save it or scan yeah. it and then get rid of it. But, you know, go through them once again and then you can get rid of them. Okay. The Christmas tree, just in your mind, say, okay, you know what? When I come in today from work, I'm just going to take the lights off. Yeah. So you walk by, you take the lights off. And honestly, just that small task of doing the lights when you're walking by, the next time you walk by, you might say, oh, I'm going to pull off all the, ball, all the um, balls, you know, like yeah. little, the ornaments, the ornaments. Thank you. <laughs> that are on there. And so it gets done like that. It, it might not get done all at one time, but it'll get done and you'll get used to doing things to being busy as you're doing, as you're on your way to something else. Yeah. And it's interesting because I always find that like using that back to that example, like things always feel harder in my head than when I actually do that. Exactly. So like that whole Christmas tree actually took me like 10 minutes. Exactly. And everything takes such a uh, less amount of time than what you think it's going to take. Yeah. Okay, and that's so why it's continual. And it's, it's just, it's short little increments. Okay. Yeah, no. And so let's talk about, so it's definitely, let's break it up though into continual and then like what we can do now to start. I, I feel like a lot of people are probably thinking like, great, it's continual. So like I need to create a habit to put the mail in the right place. Like that feels very actionable. But what if today my desk just is so overwhelming because I have papers on it and I feel like a desk is, um, and we can get into, I want to get into the kitchen a little bit too in a minute, but, sure. but I feel like a desk, it's like one of those places where things pile up and, and a lot of things feel like they take time to deal with, right? So like the mail, there's a bill, you have to pay the bill. There's, you know, some form you were supposed to fill out for your kids, you know, extracurricular activity. I mean, I feel like the reason the desk piles up is because everything on it feels like work. And so right. how do we start that process? And then what do we do to keep it that way? I guess would be my question about okay. the desk. I get the desk question a lot. Okay, perfect. There's, so there's two, two different components to that. What you're going to do now to handle what you have going on and then what you're going to do in the future. Yep. So what I like to do is divide and declutter. So I come to the desk, my mail is on the desk, and I, I'm going to divide it. Here's one of the, I can't stand junk mail. And I frankly, I, I just don't even like mail, frankly. So I go to Direct Marketing. It's a website. You can go on there, sign up, and they're supposedly um, stopping all your marketing material that you get, like the catalog from a company that you've never even bought from. Yep. Or you know, all the, all the miscellaneous pieces, stop that right away. That's a real quick way to do it. You can also stop all your catalogs, call them or go on their websites. And it's usually in the back of the catalog or in the middle and you can stop that. So now you don't have that to worry about. And my guess is if you don't have catalogs, you're also not wanting the stuff that's in them, right? That, that you would then exactly. eventually have to do. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> oh, that's a whole nother conversation yeah. about money. Yes. <laughs> so if you do that, then what about online, getting your bill online? And you don't necessarily have to pay it online. I know some people get nervous about that, but you can get it online, take a look at it, and then just send a check off. Okay. And you're done. So I like that. Um, I also, because I, I just don't want the paper. I don't want to deal with it. You can scan things as well. Use your phone or there, you know, there's apps that you can get and scan and then throw, put them in files. So scan your items, put them in files, throw the paper away. So now you've got, you're get, gotten rid of your marketing material. You've dealt with your bills and now you have correspondence. So you're going to put those all into files. So here's something that when I first start someone out with a filing system, I have them do a folder for everything. So you do it for your electric bill, for your taxes, for your kids' schoolwork, for your notes that you have to do. So create a file for everything once and put things in there. Okay. Then put those files into a to-do file if you have something to do with them. Okay. So they're going to be in the front of your file cabinet. And I'm sorry, I mean, this would take me two hours to explain. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm giving you the condensed yeah. version. Um, so um, once you get used to working with this type of a system where you, you separate everything, then you say, oh, well, wait a minute. I don't have to do this. I understand how this works. So now I'm going to put them into monthly okay, and then quarterly and then yearly and then a permanent file. One thing that I absolutely love is my permanent file. I call it, I carry that year to year to year. It's all the important things, insurances, maybe the mortgage, if you don't have it in your safety deposit box, um, anything that, an appliance, a receipt for an appliance that in the future you it might break, you might need the warranty information, that type of thing. Okay. I love that. And if you're a more digital person, you could probably take pictures and like create some sort of filing system that way as well, which exactly eliminate exactly. Use your phone, throw them into files online. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And the thing I love about that is that the only, the real task is just putting everything in a file either electronically or in real life like you don't have to action on it right away so it's like you could do that over the course of an afternoon with kids running around like you just do it yes and yeah. it goes really quickly you don't think that it does but there's also little tricks like i suggest opening up everything first don't open it up and take it out yep open it up, put it into the pile of likes, you know, put likes together and then go through. I have another tip that I really love is if you get like an index card, like three by five index card, four by eight, I think they are, uh, uh, four by six, six. index yep. card. Um, and you divide those into sections. So you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? So you just take your pencil, very simple. And then, write down everything that you have to do on say Monday, every Monday you do what, whatever it is. Let's just say you go to your yoga class yep. and then you on the 10th of the month. So I do that. And then I do the 10th and the 30th of the month. And then everything that has to get done on the 10th, um, pay the electric bill. Um, 
uh, sign a permission slip for school, send in the per permission slip for school. So it, you look at it quickly glance on Monday, you don't look at Tuesday, you look on Monday, you get those tasks done. You yep. look at the 10th, what do you have to do by the middle of the month and what do you have to do by the end of the month? Yeah, I love that. Tasks done. It's simple. That. And, and you it's can just, just post quick. them on your wall. Yep. Yep, yep. Real quick. And then it's the things that happen quick. And that can include yep. all these little cleaning tasks or whatever. They're not tasks. All these little cleaning habits that we're going to create. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So desks, I feel like everyone... Uh, and and the reason to clean the desk. Let's dive into that for a second. So, Oh, yeah. So what, what does a messy desk do to us? A messy desk can cost you money. Because what happens is that bill that you wanted to pay gets somehow shoved to the bottom because you're piling now the two weeks worth of mail on top. It doesn't get paid. And then you get a late fee because you forgot about it. Yep. So now you're out $25, $35 in addition to the interest charge on that. And I also feel like it makes me less productive. Absolutely. How can you work it with a messy desk? It, the, oh, you know what? I just read an article in the New York Times about research have now discovered that uh, clutter is stressful and creates a heaviness on people's brains. And I thought, are they just figuring that out? <laughs> Sometimes we need proof for things that we've known yeah, all guess. along, right? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. But it, it and you just say, ugh. But, you know, you look at it and you just say, oh, and I have to tell you that when I walk into someone's office, I can tell a lot of the times where their mental health is and not, and I don't mean this in any kind of um, medical way, but I can see that, oh, there's something going on here because yep. they're not dealing with things. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So I feel like hopefully we've inspired some people to clean off their desk. And I just feel like January is such a good time to do that. You're beating the tax season. You're opening up the space to really get stuff done in 2019. It just seems like a great thing to do. So then the other thing that I, I have been obsessed with is just this notion of cleaning out the kitchen. Because I also feel like this is a time of year when everyone's wanting to hit their health goals. And so often we make that hard for ourselves unnecessarily just by either our lack of organization or all the stuff we have either in our pantry or even just like so many dishes. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about some tactics in the kitchen and how to better organize that space. Okay, sure. You know, Mia, I, I heard it was really freeing to me recently is that if you have a craving for something, buy it, eat, say, let's just say um, a cookie, uh, yep. an Oreo, you want an Oreo. So buy the little packet, eat one, throw the rest away. And I thought, well, that goes against my upbringing that I'm wasting food. But the article was saying, but you're not really wasting the food. And I thought, uh, okay, that's a different way to think about it. And so I don't know if that would help somebody trying to clear out and they think, oh, I can't throw away those yes. sugary yummies because I'm wasting food. I always give it to my husband to bring to work. <laughs> <gasps> there you go. There <laughs> you go. Come in the house. I'm pretty good about not bringing stuff in the house at this point, but you know, people, that doesn't mean that other people don't bring stuff here. There you go. Uh, so yeah. what I like to do though is look at, well, what tools are in the kitchen and what are people doing right now? 
are there, for example, people have those, um, the graders, you know, the rasp graders yep, yep. and they have a box grader and they have the single handle grader and a box grader does all of that. Right. There's no reason to even spend money on those other things because you don't need them. Yep. You have every, if you have a box grader, you have everything. Um, the wooden spoons, you know, that sometimes they get cracked and the edges are um, kind of broken off. You know, the food gets in there. So you want to yep. like look at what's cracked, like the spatulas sometimes get really gross and people continue to use them without thinking because they think, well, I can still use it, but bacteria can get in there. And if you ever open up a drawer with wooden spoons in it and there's like dust in the bottom, there's probably worms in the wood. So you, you want to, you want to keep things really clean and let them dry out. Just right. FYI. Also, um, take a look. I know a lot of people still use Teflon pans. Take a look at the, if they're scraped or not. Mm, please um, don't use them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Please get rid of them. And actually, one of the companies that um, used to, they used to have a buy, not a buyback program, but a mm. give, big, give back program. I think it was Cuisinart now that I'm, I'm trying to remember. Um, you can link that in the show notes so I can look it up. Okay, thank you. And uh, DuPont has a, a whole thing on their website about Teflon and if it was made before the year, I think it's 2015, uh, what you should do. So you might want to go look at their website as yeah. well. We yeah, it's interesting. I did one year, a couple years ago, I just had this be in my bonnet. And one of the things was to get rid of Teflon. Um, There's just some things that I knew I didn't want in my kitchen. Yeah. And I was trying to get rid of all the plastics. And I remember knowing in my head that I had to get rid of before I got other things in. And, you know, to be honest, my motivation might have been that I had things I wanted. <laughs> um, but I knew I had to get rid of them. But the interesting thing is, is when I got rid of stuff. I, it was almost so freeing that I don't know that I really added the stuff that I thought I would. Like you think, you know, you have this jar of six wooden spoons that you think you need, but really like you can, it's so much easier and so much more time efficient just to clean off the same old wooden spoon, you know, like, yes. and we forget that. It takes two seconds as you're cooking. I, this is what I like because I, you know, I like to keep the flow going at all times with uh, obviously with everything, for example, <laughs> putting the mail on the counter. Um, but as I cook, I clean the, whatever I'm using, yep. the pan or the dish. I don't wait till the sink's all piled up and then do it because that, that to me creates stress because yep. after I've done all this work, now I have to clean that. No, I just keep it flowing, keep it moving and get it and get it all done. Another thing is if you go to the big box stores, you might be spending more money actually than mm. you have to there as well. If you don't have the place to store a lot of items, perhaps that's not the best choice for you because we've gone there. And actually my husband pointed this out to me is that some items are actually cheaper at the regular grocery store. Yep. And you you don't have to buy 24 of them. You can buy two. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, and then stuff doesn't go bad cuz I feel like that's another thing that for whatever reason we we 
keep, like we feel bad because we don't know what to do with food that's old or that's expired. So we, for some reason, keep it in our pantry because we don't want to throw it out. Yeah. We feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. There are some food banks or, um, um, uh, I, I don't think soup kitchen is what they say anymore, but there's soup kitchens that will take the expired food because really, I mean, the, the food that expired in December, 2017 is not bad yep. on January 1st. Right. You might not feel that you want to eat that, but there's people who will. Yeah. So there's always, they will generally always take food. I'll tell you about, I went to one lady's home and you know, the corner cabinets that yep. we all have. <laughs> like next to the sink way in the back. And I picked up a can of tomato paste and I have no idea how many years it was there. But when I picked it up, the bottom stayed on the cabinet and it was just a black, like dusty mess. (laughs) And I think, oh no, I I can't let that ever happen to me. (laughs) So why, like, let's think about all these places, the desk, the kitchen, um, I actually also recently cleaned out my closet, which was so liberating. Like I had this whole list of things that I want to do in January. One of them was my closet. And why, why do we have all this guilt? Like where's this guilt coming from around getting rid of stuff when on the other side, either in our own experience or clearly from other people's stories, we can see how liberating it is. Like what, what is that? Like, and how do we, do you have any strategies for like in that guilty moment, how you move forward? I think that the best antidote to guilt is thinking about the next person that you're going to help by giving them those things. Yeah. I love that. And I think that especially like with your plan, simple business and the weight loss, um, we hang on to size two because we think, Oh, we're going to be size two again. And it does. That creates a lot of pressure. Yeah. So now you have a limited space in your closet because you've now, you have size two, four, six, possibly you have, you know, 20, 22, 24, and you're thinking, I'm going to get back to 18 or I'm going to get back to size two. And that might not be the new reality. The new reality is for this point in my life, I am here. Yep. And so someone else could be using those clothes. I'll yep. tell you quickly about a woman, um, mama th- four, I think she had four kids and she kept changing sizes. And so she would buy black pants and she would shove them and literally shove them in her closet because she would say, okay, am I size 10? Am I size eight? But she kept changing. Here's what it is. Yeah. The sizes kept going up. Oh, well. Um, And what she did is she would buy as well because now she's got so many size 10 pants shoved in her closet that she can't find the pair that she wants. She, She would go out and buy more. Mm. So now she's wasting money buying these other sizes, hanging on to these older sizes. And when they all got pulled out, she had 52 pairs of black pants. Oh my gosh. Think, think about the money right there. Yeah. And they were summer pants. They weren't her winter pants. They were summer pants. Wow. That's really a lesson in excessive spending. In my opinion, why it's not necessary. 
Well, and it's, it's like, there, there's so many learning things in there. There's clutter. So you can't yes. find what you need. Yes. Um, there's the time guilt, spent guilt. looking. Yeah. Time spent guilt, looking, even just time spent considering your size, right? Like it's yes. an, even have to think that's like going into a dressing room. Like I find shopping the most exhausting experience ever. So imagine if every time you open your closet, it's like shopping, right? You're, you're having yes. to try on and see what fits. Right. Um, yeah, right. that just sounds exhausting. And I love the, I love the idea of every time you get rid of something, somebody else is getting something they need, which is yes. so true. And there's yes. people of all shapes and sizes. And honestly, we had that um, financially difficult time here in the U.S. in 2008. Yep. People have not recovered from that. Yep. It's now almost 11 years later. It was a hard blow and yep. people need what you're not using. Yeah. Pass it along. I mean, wasting is keeping something that somebody else could be using. Yeah. And you can also be clever. So if you find, I feel like if you find yourself in this position, like you could think like, okay, I have 10 extra pairs of pants. Like go find a consignment store where you can make yes, money make off of them money. and mm-hmm. put a bank account for, you know, when you want to go shopping, you know, in the future. And it doesn't have to be about a new size. And that's the other thing I find is I do find because I, you know, we have a lot of people around here who end up being in, um, you know, the size that they want to be or feeling great in their body in the size that they are either scenario, you want something new, like, if yes. you either lose weight or just come to terms with exactly who you are, you want to celebrate. And one of the ways women have always celebrated is like, get a new pair of pants, right? Yes. You don't want to go into your closet and find the pair of pants from six years ago. Like right. that becomes anticlimactic at the moment that you have that, that epiphany. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Okay. So kitchen, make sure all the tools are useful. All the tools are healthy. Um, yes. any pantry strategies uh, uh, besides expired food? We get rid of that. Yes. A lot of times, let's just say boxes of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I will find boxes of pasta in the high cabinets in the low cabinets in the pantry. <laughs> They're everywhere. So if you can kind of pull those things all together, it, like if you notice, you know, Oh, I just bought two boxes of pasta, where are they? Open up all the cabinets, find out where they are and put them all together. So if you can get all like things together, that's helpful. A lot of people don't realize that they can actually change the shelves where they are because where they're positioned, you know, the contractor puts in the cabinets, they put in the shelves. Some of them have those little pins that you can pull out on the sides Mm -hmm. and then change the position Mm-hmm. of the shelf itself. Oh, so you have the right heights for the food. So you have the right heights. Or perhaps you need another shelf put in there. You can go to big box like Home Depot's Lowe's, tell them what size you need. They'll cut the wood for you and just add it. So what if it doesn't match? The cabinet's closed. Nobody will see it. Yeah. But if that gives you the room that you need, just do it. It takes, you know, 10 minutes to run down. Very inexpensive. Yeah, that's a um so that's one I haven't done yet in January, but it's definitely on my on my list. I've done the closet, I've gotten rid of the Christmas stuff, my desk feels clean, but now I'm the pantry's next. And uh, we had a guest a couple actually in the holiday season 
who um, explained very well how to freeze food for the holiday season. And she was telling me, I was catching up with her the other day, Angela, and she was saying how at this time of year, she always goes through the pantry and meal plans from it so that she can then start afresh. And I thought that was a really good January tip that like, if you have all this pasta, like what dishes can you make around it? Like what vegetables can you add? Like, how do you use it? Because so often I feel like with all this decluttering stuff, we're moving stuff around instead of getting stuff out. Right. You know, and And you know what? And you're right. And look at cookbooks. I mean, I find so many cookbooks. So choose the five that you love and that you go to all the time. Donate the rest to the library. They can sell and make some money or you sell them if you can or donate them. But just keep those and look at those and fully utilize those great cookbooks that you have and do exactly that. Go to the pasta section, make all those pasta meals that they have there and use up the pantry. The other thing in the pantry is I find that people will take things from, say, their parents' house, say their parents are moving or have passed or whatever, and they take their spices back to their home. So now you open up their cabinet and they have the spice containers and you go, oh, I remember that from my (laughs) youth. Well, if you're remembering that from your youth, it's probably not fresh anymore. So get rid of that. Yeah. Oh my God. That's hysterical. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. I have, I take, so I do a lot of presentations and I have this jar and it's got these like white balls in it. They look like little snowballs. And so I'll hold it up and I'll ask people, where do you think that this is? This came out of a pantry and they're like, oh, I don't know. That, that looks like, you know, from when I was young. Anyway, what it is, is nutmeg that oh. had been in the jar, got moldy. Oh my gosh. And it, it was still in the cabinet. So you, you really want to clear things up. That's not something you want to open up and, and, you know, inhale that air. Yep. So you want to just, you know, kind of keep a look as you're going through your pantry and- on the expiration dates. <laughs> And like the file cabinet and the letters and the different things that we've talked about, is there, what is the ongoing strategy for the pantry? Like what is the thing that keeps, that makes that not always a big project? The, like what is the, what is, what is the habit that we create around the pantry? Is that just around oh. meal planning and getting the things we want into it? Like what is the thing that keeps that? I feel like there's probably a, not a big project, but a project around cleaning it out for many of us, right? Like that might be a couple hours. The good thing I think about it for anyone listening with kids is I think it's a great thing that you can do while they're around. So it's not like they have to be out of the house, but right. But maybe that's a bigger project. But then how do we not get in this pickle over and over again of like feeling like we have this huge, all these cabinets that we need to clean out in our kitchen? Well, the problem happens when they get overstuffed. Because then you don't know what you have and then you overbuy and you spend more money than you have to, right? So you want to take a look at, for example, I find a lot of cans of um, like black beans where you can make black bean soup, right? With that, or you can make a dip or you can create some kind of a casserole type thing with it. Um, But what I find is that people say, oh, I want to do that some point in the future. They want to make a dip, say, for July 4th. And then those circumstances change and they never make it. So now it's shoved in the back 
of okay. the pantry. So why not? You can have your summer dip in the winter. Right. So just why not utilize what you've purchased in the past? And a lot of times people will say to me, they put cleaning products in there too, which is fine. Um, but they'll say, I actually hear this in every single room of the house. Oh, that where that's where that went. Because what also happens is in your haste to put things away because you have to make dinner and you have to do this and get to work and blah, blah, blah. Things get shoved in the pantries that don't necessarily belong there. But because sometimes they're bigger open spaces, people just say, I'm going to shove this in here because, you know, my friend's coming over and I'll get rid of that later. So now you have like clothing in your pantry or you have seriously or you have like um deodorant in your pantry and that's not where you store your deodorant if that's where you store your deodorant then fine but if you needed that in your bathroom and you're like where is my deodorant check the pantry maybe it's in there yeah I feel like I feel like looking for things especially if you're in a household with five people um can be must be such a time like it is such a time suck, time sucker you know? and, yep. and what weight like what time we would gain back from just always knowing like this is exactly. where the are this is where the salt is you know I don't need to go to the store now because I know I have nutmeg that's not moldy you know I, yes. I just feel like just knowing all these things exactly um, exactly so maybe part of the ongoing process is just you know always looking you know, always looking there first and seeing what's in there. And, and well, once you get it organized into like items, like I'm a big believer in like items, yep. then you'll see um, what's what odd. Like I always say, um, you know, to the people that work with me, look for the odd thing. Like what, you know, I have, a, I, I sing the Sesame Street song, I think it is. One <laughs> of the things is not like the others. One of the, you know, and that's like a clue that that, probably shouldn't be there and I do the same thing because I work with seniors a lot too and if there's something that looks a little bit odd sometime what they what they've done is they've hidden something yep in their underwear drawer all of a sudden you see an envelope in an underwear (laughs) drawer and it you know that that doesn't belong there well maybe they've hidden something and then forgotten that it it got put there same with the pantry same same with all throughout the house got it interesting okay so and then so you've just alluded to seniors and we've been talking a little bit about kids and soccer stuff and everything that comes in the house. So it's, it's kind of like parents are sort of in a pickle in the middle a little bit if we're not yes. organized because yeah. there's this threat of us inheriting everything from our parents and then we're sort of managing all this stuff of our kids yeah. and then we have ourselves and it sounds like with the people you work with, it's hard enough to manage the stuff that's just for yourself, right? I mean, it's like yes. you've created a whole, if there's you and many people out there who've created whole professions about this, if you're listening to this and you're feeling like, oh my God, I'm so disorganized, you're not alone, right? I mean, right. Right. there's a lot of and people like this. <laughs> yes. And I'll, I'll tell you an interesting thing that I see, and it's just, just an awareness to be aware of on, for your own self, is the guilt that gets passed from the older generation to the younger and the younger back to the older. Mm. Because a lot of times I'll say, people say, um, let's just say that the, the grandma says, I want you to have this chair. And the child doesn't really want that chair. And they're like, 
it doesn't really fit. And the grandma's like, but that was my grandmother's chair and I want you to have it. Yeah. But the mom doesn't like that style, but the guilt gets thrown onto her. And that's a, an exercise in creating boundaries for yourself. It's interesting because I definitely have experienced that in my family of origin. My mom is probably listening to this podcast, but anyway. Um, Hi, mom. There's there's a lot. And I just, I also think it's generational. I've heard a fascinating podcast about how it really is generational, how, um, you know, there was a time when things really were passed down where that was a really important part of our culture. And that's becoming less and less. And if you look at the, you know, current 20 year olds, like they don't even want to own cars, like they don't want to own anything. No. Correct. And so, so part of it, I think and, is, is that as well. Right. And the, the people in their um, midlife, they don't understand that. Yeah. But it does go both ways. And I absolutely agree with that. But I've also had situations where the 20, 30 year olds have said to their parents, Oh my gosh, you can't get rid of daddy's car. (laughs) Right. Really? Yeah. You can't get rid of daddy's, you know, cause daddy has passed at a young age and now the adult children are giving guilt to grandma saying, Oh, you can't get rid of that. Yeah. And then, it, but fair, right. And it's, it's, and it's all stuff. It's just stuff, which I think is what we have to get, you know, figure out and well, remember. It's emotional attachment because yeah. it means something. Yeah. And especially I find when someone passes that if the family doesn't start that declutter process, which includes a mindset of declutter mm-hmm. on that person's items, that they take on these magical powers and they can't get rid of it. Mm, interesting. And, uh, suddenly, every single piece of clothing, the longer they hold it, the more magical it becomes. Interesting. So every single shirt, every single tie, every single hammer becomes magical, and it's harder to get rid of. So I always tell people, if you can, right now, decide on the three to five, if that's how many you want, Um, really meaningful, important things of your deceased loved ones that you want to keep and keep those and let's disperse of the other things. Yeah. Because otherwise your whole house is going to be full of items and you're going to feel so guilty that you won't be able to get rid of them. Yeah. And actually my, it's interesting because my grandmother, who's actually about to be 101 as this podcast <gasps> goes live, oh um, when she was in Happy her- Happy birthday, grandma. I know. When she was in her six, late 60s, probably, because um, I remember you know, being young and in grammar school, she um, gave away to my dad and his brothers most of her stuff and moved <laughs> somewhere. And so we've enjoyed it. Like ever since I've had my own house for 20 years, I've had her table and I said yes to it. Right. I, I I let it in. Um, and I said no to other things and I've enjoyed it. So I feel like there's something to be said for like, don't even wait until the end happens, you know, think about it now, you know, while you're alive and having fun and, you know, and do the, have that converse, you know, I think as we become more conscious declutterers, our kids won't pick up, right? Like, I mean, some of this is like, we're attached to stuff because our parents were attached to stuff because their two parents were attached to stuff. Like, I feel like some of this is like, we have to break a cycle. 
Yes, that's correct. But that's my take on it. <laughs> well, the earlier that you can have a conversation with your parent or grandparent or whoever about things that you do want from them and things that you don't want from them, the better, because then everybody knows who gets what. Yeah. Because I, well, I like the sticky method, but you have to be careful putting this on uh, antique furniture, but you know, say Mia, you get yellow stickies, Deirdre, yep. you get blue stickies. This is exactly and, what they did. Yeah. 40 and years you do ago. That. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's a little hint though. You do that as well as write it down. Yeah. Someplace. Yeah. So that Mia gets the green cushion and Deirdre yeah. gets the yellow yeah. chair because what happens. So I've seen is people say, no, I want the green cushion yeah. and I'm going to give Mia the yellow chair. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, you know, when it gets to be dispersed, the, the little sticky. Happens yeah. And something I do consciously as a parent is I try, and it's hard because that's not what I come from. It's not my lineage. My lineage is always passed up down. Yes. Um, I try very hard to ask permission, right? So yes. it's like, do what do you want? Like I ask, what do you want? Very often, you know, I go through a process of us trying to be more minimalist. Like, of course, kids want everything, so it's like, do we really need that? And then when it's something that's mine. I'm like, would you want this? You know, and so, so I'm never burdening somebody with something yes. that maybe they don't want. I'm very, very conscious of that. And That's I think great. my kids pick up on it. So you went through like as they were aging their toys and say, which do you want to keep? Which do you want to get? Yeah. Rid of? And actually recently, you know, my kids are still pretty young. I have someone in high school, middle school, and I have a nine-year-old still. So you would think the nine-year-old, you know, she's just sort of coming to the age where she's outgrowing her toys and we didn't have to do it with the other two because we always had, you know, somebody younger, but she, you know, really decided that she didn't want all that anymore. And she wanted to create yes. this space that was her art. She calls it her art studio with plants and a table to draw. And so we, we helped her. We helped her sell her dolls on um, Craigslist, which I have to say is a little harder in practice than it was yes. an idea. But anyway, we're yes. still, so we're still doing it a little bit, but she really made that conscious choice and they made it, we, we created a box and we said, you know, maybe we, every, you know, and I actually had to push them for the box. And at the end I was like, why am I pushing them for a box? But we created a box so that over time, if there was a memory people wanted to save, they just had this box, this one box. Yeah. And it wasn't like 10 boxes and I don't have to, you know, if we ever move, I don't have to move them all around the world. Um, and it's interesting because they, they're, they're so like, I'm more sentimental about the stupid doll than they yeah. are. You know, I'm just going to bring that up about the moms that we've stood next to that the youngest child is about like 10, yep. 10 and the, but they've hung on to the, not the kids, the parents have hung on to the like baby toys and younger toys and they're crying because it's, it's a grieving process to get now your your children are no longer babies they're moving on yeah so they hang on to it like these older kids with you know don't get rid of dad's ties and shirts yeah the parents hang on to the toys it's so much harder the longer you hang on to things the much harder it is to part with them even though you know you want to get rid of them they yeah. have such a magical power so and I, I have to say on the other side of it, you know, we, we're still, as I said, we're still doing a little bit, but she got to give a bunch of her toys to a nursery school um, and yes. they, 
you know, we probably, we probably could have sold them on Craigslist for like a thousand dollars, but the nursery school gave her 400 and yes. she put 200 in her savings account and bought herself this bean bag that she had wanted for her studio. So it was like, she learned to make somebody else happy. She learned she could get some money. She learned she didn't need to be greedy. She learned how to use her money to the next thing. And so I just felt like all together, like, why wouldn't I want, like, why would I want a doll over all that? You know? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's um, perfect. Yeah. So it was really, it's really been a quite a perfect experience. All right. So tell everybody how they can get a hold of you, what you might have to, like why they might get a hold of you. Oh, sure. Well, you know what, Mia, I was, um, I said, I'm going to go on that podcast and I'm going to offer Mia's listeners, if they mention the podcast, they can go to my website, decluttedbydeirdre.com. Okay. And I'll spell that out. And we'll write it in the show notes as well. Okay. You write it in the show notes. Okay. Great. Perfect. And I'll give them 15 minutes of um, coaching. Oh, awesome. Or counseling, or uh, we'll just have a conversation about what they're struggling with. But I also have on there a little um, piece of paper. Just It's just one side of a sheet of paper, and it tells you what to do with your paperwork. Oh, awesome. Tax season's coming up. So it just says, you know, for a month, hold your electric bill. Um, you know, for a year, hold this. For forever, hold this. And it's just a little chart. Um, cool. Obviously, check with your accountant. Don't rely on me <laughs> for that. Uh, up-to-date information, but it's a little bit of a guideline. Oh, that. great. And, and hypothetically, you could disperse of the rest, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, you don't need your, it, once you paid your monthly bill, do you need it? Yeah, no. You, know, you have proof that it was paid. And so, okay, get rid of it. Or awesome. Get it all well, thank online. You. So do you have any bit of parting advice that you think um, would be really helpful for you know, a woman in January who's just trying to feel a little bit more organized as they head into this new year? Yeah, actually I do. Have a friend come over and the two of you walk through the house and just observe and have them say, do you need that there? It, it, working as a team mm. works a thousand times better than working alone. In your eyes, you get that clutter blindness and you miss things. And then you go to their house and walk through their house and just say, why do you have the mail on the counter? And they might say, you know, say they're with the male friend. Why do you have 150 baseball caps piled up in the corner of your room? It's things that we just do because that's where we found to an open spot. So we filled it and it helps to have someone else go through with you. I love that. And it probably really does help to have a girlfriend instead of your spouse or Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love oh, that. Yes. All right. Not that's a judgment a zone. No judgment. It's, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, I love that. And then, and then how – and then do you recommend a certain amount of time per day then to just commit to this notion of declutter? Or is it, is it time? Is it, is it consistency? Is that what – Okay, so that's – that's a no, that's a whole nother thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, consistency and time choices. Okay. Think about your time choices. Think how can I be most efficient throughout my day? This is this is the way I always think. What's the most efficient way to do this? So if I'm walking by and putting things away as I'm walking to do another task, 
then do that. If it means I'm a big believer in egg timers, I love them, even though my friend says, why do you use an egg timer? Use your phone, I don't care, I like an egg timer. I set five minutes and I do, I divide and declutter. Divide it into three foot sections, just do that, forget it and move on. I love and once, that. Actually, once you start getting into it and you understand how to declutter, you'll just, you'll, you'll do it automatically. You'll make, you'll do 15 minute increments and then you'll move on. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I hope that everyone listening thank goes and you. checks yeah. out Deirdre's work. And if you're, you know, feeling stuck and into having some accountability and help take her up on those 15 minutes, that's an amazing opportunity. Thank you, Mia. I really appreciate it. Good luck, everyone. Thanks. All right. It's time for the three doable changes. At the end of every episode, we share three doable changes so you can take what you have been inspired to do and actually do it. We have found this technique really helpful for ourselves and for a lot of our listeners. So the idea is, is that you pick one thing. I'm going to share three, but you pick one thing. You really draw a line in the sand you schedule that thing in, you figure out how to make it really fit into your life and you have fun with it and you see what happens after a week. You, you play the part of the experimenter. So here's three ideas from this show. Number one, do a clutter walkthrough. I absolutely adore this suggestion by Deirdre and I cannot wait to do it myself. Have a friend over and have no guilt because you can do the exact same thing for her and just walk through your house. Ask her to point out clutter in a non-judgmental way and she can ask questions. You can just have her ask you questions if you're feeling like you're going to be judged. So why do those go there? Or What's the mail doing right there? Why is it piled up on the counter? Why do you keep all these sculptures? You know, and the answer might be because you love them, but sometimes we just don't think about these things until we get that other eye. And this helps you see where clutter has built up that you might not even know is there because you've learned to tolerate it. It can also help you see where your organization may not make sense, especially to somebody else who's not you. So if you're in a household, it's really important to get that perspective. All right, doable change number two, take one step. I know this sounds obvious and I know it's also hard. So pick a big task that you've been dreading and then just take one step toward making it happen. Do you need to clear off your desk? Then just take all the empty water glasses and that coffee cup off and bring it to the kitchen. Or pull out all the loose pens in your pen holder and figure out which ones work and put tops on the ones that need tops and put them all back where they go. You could put all your client files, if you have them, in a file cabinet or all your tax documents at this time of year. Pull up the recycling bin and start going through the papers and just recycle what you don't need. And it sounds so easy, but it can be emotional and it can be hard. So just start with that one thing. It's past the time where we did this interview and Deirdre did allude to a Christmas tree, but I love that analogy because it's like... You put off taking down the Christmas tree. Maybe some of you guys still have it up. I don't know. Hopefully not because I think most trash removals have come to get them. But it's just like instead of worrying about the whole tree and how it's going to get out of the house, 
just take the lights off or just take all the ornaments off. It's just that one thing. Okay, number three, set a timer. Set an egg timer. And I love the egg timer strategy actually because it allows you not to get distracted if a Facebook message comes in or your mother calls you. It's uh, it's detached from your phone or communications that could distract you. But you could also set the timer on your phone and just start to work for five minutes. Okay, so pick this project that you're going to do and just do it for five minutes. And as you get good at that, you can up it to 10 minutes and then 15 minutes. Because remember, this is a practice. This is something that we might have to do for a while. It's not something that has to be done all at once. It is just a lifestyle. So focus on one three-foot section of your home. One end of the kitchen table, a section of the counter, one shelf in the pantry, the pile of shoes by the door, and just work on that one part. And do one little five to 10 to 15 minute block every day throughout the day. And and that's your focus on declutter. And then see where you are at the end of that week and how amazing you feel. All right. Those are the three doable changes from this episode. And I will see you guys on the next episode, which is also about clearing up our space. It will be focused on Feng Shui. And I'm super excited for this series. And of course, at the end, there will be a guide so you can make a plan to really follow through and make all this happen. See you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.